Yo. Yo, 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 it's your boy Chef Kev. Hey, if you are watching this live, this is my first episode of Becoming CEO. I am CEO uh, podcast. And tonight we're talking about the four quarters, four quarters of life. Um, But before we jump into that, I'm going to just give you some background of why I'm actually doing this podcast and what is the purpose of this podcast. And, uh, you know, not too long ago, somebody prophesied. You know, sometimes you get prophets and people who speak into your life and, you know, they, they plant a seed. This particular individual and several people has been telling me to try to use my voice uh, in a way where I can inspire and uplift and give people, you know, a perspective. Not always a perfect perspective, but a perspective nonetheless. So um, that's why I'm here. You know, that was something that was in, in my spirit and that was something that was on their spirit. And God just said, look, just do it. So that's why I'm doing an impromptu live tonight. Because sometimes um, one thing I've learned about becoming a CEO is when you are thinking about doing something and you want to do something, the best way to really jump into it is to just do it. So that's why we're here. So becoming CEO. The first thing I'm going to jump into is really how I started uh, in my journey as a CEO and as a person of uh, a business ownership or entrepreneurship, um, it was a long time ago when I was in high school, I always had this urge to want to just be the boss and be the person that was like making stuff happen. So I began to start working for record labels, doing street team stuff and doing a lot of, um, you know, putting up posters, passing out flyers, doing parties, going in clubs, doing all that stuff. And I got exposed to it, and I got a, I got an adrenaline rush from being able to show a result from A to Z, you know, whether it had something to do with me or whether I helped and someone else was the spearheader or someone else was the, the CEO. But what that taught me is relationship building and networking and being able to get in the circles with the right people. And that's when I was able to meet Russell Simmons in 2003, um, in Kansas City, there was a hip-hop summit network. I believe it was 2000 or 2003, I can't remember. And he had some things that needed to be put up for this event, and I was literally there as a, you know, a fly on the wall. So he said, look, you know, you needed some people to put some stuff up, and I seen these people kind of slacking, so I seen my opportunity. I wasn't really hired. I wasn't even asked. I just jumped in, and I started passing out flyers and just acting like I was a part, and I played my part. And it got noticed, and uh, Russell Simmons was like, hey, you, hey, you, what the fuck are you doing over here? And I was like, oh, Jesus. But look, that long story walked me into an opportunity where I was able to work for Def Jam, I was able to work for Bad Boy, I was able to work for Atlantic Records, a lot of different places where I didn't think I could go in and apply because I lived in Kansas City, and these places were in New York and California. But because of my hard work and my will to just want to do it they gave me an opportunity and that's how I got in that position so becoming CEO was birthed uh when I was in high school so this podcast was something that was existing 20 years ago in my head but I had no idea I would have gone through the things I've gone through 
in being in a position that I'm in now to do the things that I'm able to do. So jumping right into point one, um, one of the facts I would love to talk about is um, understanding, first of all, like your destiny. But in order to know your destiny, you kind of got to know what your purpose is. Why do you want to be CEO? A lot of people get and jump into those roles of becoming a CEO and want to start a business and you don't necessarily know what to do. So I think the biggest thing is you don't want to jump into something and you not necessarily know what you're doing, but what you want to do is try to find a way to research or look for people who are doing that same thing. Don't try to be like them, but try to emulate what they do, but with your own flavor. So for example, um, when I became a chef, I was living in Los Angeles and I had no idea I was going to be a chef. I just knew that I needed to do something and I was gigging and I was working for all these production companies and doing the, you know, the, if you're living in LA and you are somebody that's done this, you know, doing that PA work, you know, production assistant work where I was basically like the grunt worker, you know, making like $150 a day, but I'm working 12 hours, but I'm rubbing shoulders with everybody. Because when you're the person that's in charge of craft services and you're getting coffee and you're taking it to this exec and taking it to that exec, you get a chance to rub shoulders with some good people. And that's what I was able to do. So I was able to kind of set up myself for an opportunity while going into culinary school. Just so happened someone from Kansas City, uh, Earl Watson, who was playing for the Utah Jazz at that time. He needed a chef immediately, so I was still in culinary school. But watch this. I didn't know that I could take that opportunity and start working for him while I'm in culinary school because, look, I just started. So I was like, how am I going to do this? And I remember going to the grocery store and just hustling and trying to figure this out. And, um, man, it was like a great learning experience, but it was extremely difficult because, A, I didn't know my worth. B, I was just jumping into something, trying to establish and find my purpose. So going back to what we originally got to that particular story for, discover your purpose. It may not look like what it is when you are trying to discover it, because me going to L.A. to get into the music industry led me to becoming a chef and going to culinary school. So my purpose was to be a, a, a beacon of light within a, a certain circle and be like someone that empowered and impacted people. But I thought that was doing it in a, by way of doing it through the music industry or the, the, the video or the TV industry. But no, it was really in the kitchen. The kitchen has become my sanctuary. So that brings me to my subject I know I went on a rabbit hole right there, but that brings me to the subject of tonight, four quarters. Um, one of my mentors years ago explained to me life in four quarters, and I'm going to break it down to you. So for your first quarter of life, you have a zero to 18. You know, you're born to 18 years old. So within that fourth and that first quarter, there's so much that can happen. Just think about it from a basketball or football analogy. The first quarter is when you establish your foundation, i.e. establish plays that are scripted 
that are meant for you to do X, Y, and Z in a certain way. So if you've been studying, i.e. going to school, high school, middle school, college, or, you know, at that first quarter, you're pretty much in high school, you're about to graduate. That first quarter, most people, I'm going to just be honest, they trick it off because they're focused on how to make impact in that first quarter. But there's a small percentage of people that become successful in that first quarter. Think about it. You don't win the game in the first quarter. So when, when kids are out here doing things and they're 16, 17, 18 years old and they're like making these mistakes, but they're telling you that you don't know what you're talking about or you're too old, just, just, just break it down to them like this. Just say, hey, look, you can't win the game in the first quarter. We can't win the game in the first quarter, but here's what you can do in the first quarter. You can get behind. A lot of us make mistakes in that first quarter that put us behind that allow us to be stuck in a place where we never get out of. Let me give you an example of three different people in life. You might know those people or you might be that person. You went through your middle school years, you know, it's playtime. You got to high school. You never focused on college. You never focused on what you wanted to do. You thought the cliche during the career days was just, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? You thought that was like a, you thought that was a game. No, that wasn't a game. They were trying to prepare you in your freshman year to think about what you want to do because that time is going to come. So let's just look at it like this. Let's paint the picture. We got eight minutes in the first quarter. You got 18 years in your first quarter and you get down to two minutes left get down to two years left you're a sophomore in high school you don't make no decisions on what you want to do you get to the fourth quarter of your first quarter which is like that last year of your high school year and you're focusing on what you want what you need what you would desire to do but you haven't put no plan in place so what happens is We find ourselves tricking off that first 18 years because we don't do nothing with it. There's a small percentage of of us who have been set up in a way where our parents were able to go through a particular experience in their first quarter to set us up for that for that success. Not a lot of kids in the black community have that. So we struggle and we get set up for failure. So let's look at the first quarter ending. I'm going into my second quarter. I'm turning 19. But failure has already been established in my first 18 years because I didn't get set up correctly. Or guess what? Some of us make terrible mistakes or make terrible decisions in that first quarter that we are now Behind the clock, we down by 20. You shooting, but you ain't got nowhere to shoot. The ball ain't going in. Most importantly, your first quarter, you don't even have nobody to pass the ball to. You're literally dribbling, and you're out there against everybody. But here's the good news. You didn't really trick off that first quarter, young folks in this generation, because 
there's a reason why you have a team in on a basketball court or in the – I like using a basketball analogy because it makes more sense. So in your first 18 years, if you establish your positions on the court or in your life as such, you got your point guard. That's your parents. You got your shooting guard. That's your friends. You got your small forward. That's your advisors. And then you have your center. Your center is God, your word, your spiritual faith. But then you have that power forward where power forward is your word. You, you, you have to read. You have to go to the source of the power where it, where it starts. So if you are in your first quarter right now, you're 18 years old and under, establish your positions. I'll give you my, my, my thoughts. My first quarter was tricked off, but I went to college. But my college experience was to just get out the house. I just wanted to leave. I didn't, I didn't want anything else but to leave. Not success, not purpose, no destiny, no vision. I just wanted to get out the house. So what did I do? I failed. First year, failed. Second year, failed. Second and a half year, third year, Failed, left, transferred from one black college, still in college, the University of Alabama, failed at everything I did because guess what? I wasn't set up. I didn't have my positions in place. But here is the good news again. Sometimes you can have your positions in place, but you don't even use the people on your team. You literally don't even look, you don't even put them in the game. Your parents are on the, they're, they're literally in the game with you. They're telling you, here's where you need to shoot. Your center is God. You never talk to him. So he's just, he don't even get the ball. Your word is your power forward. You don't even look at him. Your friends, you pass to them all the time. So it's two on five. Your friends are the ones who you keep passing it to. And then you got your advisors. You ignore them too. So let's walk into the ninth 19 years old, second quarter, here we go. 19 years old, you're in college, maybe. Um, trying to figure it out, trying to start a business, who knows? Failing, maybe, I don't know. I was 19 and I was in college and I was just tricking it off, just trying to be known and be seen. That's it. So second quarter is where we establish, we got 19 to 31 years old. So if you're just tapping into this right now, um, this is an impromptu first episode. We're talking about four quarters of life, becoming CEO. Um, I kind of broke down the first quarter. You got to go back and watch it. Go back and listen to it on this podcast. It'll be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as, as well as some other platforms. I haven't decided yet because I just jumped because God said do it, so I'm doing it. So this is me doing it. God told me to do something. I'm being obedient. I'm going to do it. So now I'm talking to you. So if you're listening to me, this is why. So if you're wondering, why is this dude talking about CEO stuff while the playoffs is on? Because God said do it, and I'm being obedient. Moving on. Um, second quarter. Man, second quarter is important. So in second quarter, we begin to start establishing our education, which is a school or career. We start trying to figure out what we want to do, because at 19 years old to 31 years old, you got to figure something out. 
you don't have to have it all figured out because just like I gave you the analogy of first quarter, you're just setting a foundation in the first quarter, but now the foundation should be set. But here is the good news again. Not a lot of people have a set foundation even at the second quarter because some people lose the game in the second quarter because they give up, i.e. a team could give up in the second quarter because they're not scoring enough points. Or you can get pressured so much by the defense, life, people, Life be lifing, right? Life be lifing. Everybody says that now. It's like a every year there's a new saying. Everybody, life be life and life be life and yeah, life be lifing. So second quarter, you start feeling yourself like, wow, I am not set in what I want to do. So now you turn twenty one, and guess what you guess what you want to do? You want to drink. You want to get drunk. You want to have fun. You want to stay out all night. You want to party every weekend. You want to do whatever you want to do. And then next thing you know, a small percentage of us get pregnant. We get pregnant or life just happens where, man, you got to take care of your younger sibling or somebody dies or just life happens. (sighs) So 21 years old. You're struggling. You're trying to figure out what you want to do again. So now you move into year 22, 23, 24, 25, the middle of the first, I mean, the second quarter of your life. Or if you're looking at a game, this is where you're supposed to start making progress, applying pressure. You be on the defense. You start putting the pressure on the other person, the other team. But if your positions, your small forward, your point guard, your center, your power forward is not established, or watch this. Sometimes we turn 21 and we appoint the wrong person in the wrong position. So you put someone else in your center, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, and God was supposed to be your center because he's the one that can get the ball and dunk it at any time because the offense runs through him. So if you run your offense through God, he will make sure everybody gets the ball because guess what? He can see, i.e., the center, the tallest man on the court, the biggest man, the man that gets the most respect. He can see everything that you can. So he has the ability to facilitate where the ball, your life, needs to go. So you're 25 now, and you still have an established career. You still have an established college. You're kind of like, man, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to have to get my, my savings up. So now guess what you start doing? Most of us start working hard for a company that we were never supposed to be appointed by, but because we were out of position in our first quarter, we begin to take whatever we can get and then it gets worse. You get to the last part of your second quarter, you're 30 years old. Remember, 19 to 31, you're about to turn 30 and you still haven't established what you need to establish. So when I use the becoming CEO as my my title, I'm trying to break down 
how your life gets set up in four quarters. You don't just become CEO. You got to remember, I was 25 when I moved to California on a dream, and I never seen where I am today, where I have my own home, I have my own car, the one that I want, my own, my, my, my family, my wife, the, the life that I desire and the things that I would love to have and the things that I am able to be proud of. Are there things I want to work on that to get better at? Absolutely. I have, I have goals this year to be better in my budget and to create more financial wealth and more financial freedom, not just for me, but for my family. So I've had to use the infinite B word this year, get in the, get on a budget and save and invest and really set myself up. And I'm in my third quarter. So going back 30 years old, about to turn 31. Second quarter's over. This is halftime. This is the part of your life where you begin to start feeling like I haven't gotten married. Most women. I got two kids. I got one kid. I'm at this job I hate. I don't know what I'm doing. Whoo. So now we are beginning to walk into third quarter. You coming out of halftime, you down by 20. Because guess what you did in the second quarter? I'm going to use this analogy about basketball throughout this whole episode. What's the number one thing you do when you're playing basketball that, that you can't because it will turn the game around? You turn it over. Second quarter, you had so many turnovers Turned over this relationship. Turned over this whatever. You turned it over. You tricked it off. You down by 20. You ain't got no defense. Life is hitting you with everything. But then you walk into the third quarter and it's like, okay, now I got to get my stuff together. I'm 32 years old. So 32 to 45 is the third quarter. That's where I'm at right now. It's a sweet spot. I'm dead center. I'm about to be 40 this year. So 32 to, let's just say 32 to 35. 32 to 35 is a pivotal time, whether you're a male or a female. Because most women want to be married. Most men think they should be married, but then they make the mistake and they're not supposed to be. Because honestly, I don't think a man should be married until he's around 35 or 40 years old because we make mistakes based on what we feel and what we see versus what we need. Because guess what? Our positions in life are not in order either. So, Third quarter, you start focusing on your center, God. He's the center. People say he's the center of my life, whatever. Yes, he's your center. He's the tallest person on the court. He's the number one person in your life. And most of us spend most of our third quarter with just God. If you do it right, you spend your first half of your third quarter getting to know you. And the only way you can do that is through God. So as his center, he begins to start appointing you the people who should play the other positions, your point guard, your small forward, your power forward, your shooting guard. Because you are the one who's running with the ball. You're the point guard. But the first quarter and second quarter, you kept passing it because you wanted someone else to run your life and you just enjoy it. But God said, this third quarter, I want you to take the ball and I don't want you to dribble. I just want to give you the plays and you follow them to the T. 
So if you're someone who is becoming a CEO or you're not, don't, don't even just talk about just CEOs, but this is a CEO of your life. Be the CEO of your life. This third quarter, God says, take the ball. Run this play. Go this way. Do this. Get this friend. Take this job. Do it my way. Most of us, if we listen in the third quarter, at that age of 32 to 35, God will begin to reveal to you who you are. Most of us. But if you're like me and others, 35, we still didn't figure it out. Honestly, not till around 37, 38 is when God really started showing me and me seeing the, the fruits of the labor of the things and all the mistakes I made. Had I listened in the second quarter, I would be a millionaire 10 times. But that's life. Here I am, uh, gone through one divorce, in a new marriage, happier than I've ever been, and in a place where God has wanted me to be all along, but because I didn't have the right people appointed in my position, I wasn't able to move forward. God was like, I could not give you where you, couldn't show you where you are now because you didn't have the right people in your life. Sometimes he just takes everybody out of your life and he just says, this is you. Just play the game. Focus on me. But now God has appointed people in positions that will allow me to move forward and allows me to really focus on who I am and lets the load be lighter and not heavier. There are still times where it feels heavy and overwhelming because with growth and with new opportunity becomes more responsibility. So in this third quarter, you right at that 35 going into, you know, 36, 37, 38, 39, where I'm at, 39. You start looking at life differently. Now you're like, wait, 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 wait. Third quarter is when you start establishing career, family, and what it is you need to be doing. Because at this point in life, if you're not established or establishing, you're still tricking what you did the second and first quarter. So in the position we are now, now we have the appointees in the right positions. We have appointed the right people in all the positions of your life. And God is your center. God is telling you what to do because he's really the coach, but he's also the center because, you know, you have to have a coach, but you have spiritual mentors, you have pastors, you have other things that you can pull from resources because God can't physically always be there but he's there on the court with you because he said, I'm, I'm with you. So that's why he's in the game. That's the reason why I put God as the center. So now that 30, 38, 39, going into 40, whew, what did they used to call it? Over the hill. Now we're over the hill. And we only have five more years to really, like, get this game on point, your game of life. Because at 30, you know, at 45, you're about to go into the fourth quarter, and in the fourth quarter, you should, have a, you should have retirement. You should have plans. You should have things set up for your family. You got grandkids coming. You got everything that is going to come at you so fast in your fourth quarter that you need to be set up correctly. And the only reason why I broke this down from first quarter to fourth quarter, because in life sometimes we get consumed with 
what we should have did. You can't go back in the game and play the first quarter again. It's over. That's gone. Can't play the second quarter over. It's gone. But what we can do is study what we did in those first two quarters to try to make the next quarters better. You're not going to be perfect. That's another key point in becoming CEO. Don't be perfect. When you try to be perfect, you fail. When you fail, you learn. When you learn, you grow. Once you grow, you're able to continue the same cycle. The goal is not to keep failing, but guess what? As a successful business owner, and that a successful CEO failed many times. So I've constantly learned from different mistakes, and some of them I haven't. Some of them I've made the same mistakes over and over again. But that doesn't tell you that you have to do it perfect. It just means you have to do it differently. And most of that really boils down to our mindset and boils down to our mental health. That's the one subject that we don't talk about enough in our community because we're so scared that you will be judged. You're so scared that you'll be looked at like someone who is not okay. Guess what? It's okay to not be okay. Right now, this is therapy for me because I'm in my third quarter. So I'm just being obedient. I might not even like this podcast once I finish recording, but guess what? I'm being obedient. I'm giving God something to bless. So he said, do it. I'm going to do it. I got all the equipment. I got everything I need to do to do it. So just do it. Don't make excuses. Excuses are for people who are afraid to fail. I'll say that again. Excuses are for people who are afraid to fail. If you are afraid to fail, you will come up with an excuse. I won't because I can't because. Once we remove excuses, we're able to move forward. Be okay with failing. In my last point, um, I'll wrap this up because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just talk nonstop and not uh, create a, a, a good space for, 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 for you guys to truly, like, consume everything. I'm not going to have, like, a 45-minute, two-hour podcast. That's just, that's just silly. This will be short and sweet. Last point, make your passion your paycheck. Make your passion your paycheck. If I can say that a thousand times, I would. Um, What does that look like? Finding something that you love. Making it something that pays you well. If you can wake up and do it for free and love it, that's your passion. This being your boy, Chef Kev. This is my first episode. There's only 30 minutes of this. You want to go back and watch it. You want to go back and listen to it. You can do that. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to tap in and really, you know, talk about this becoming CEO. So this is not just becoming CEO in the business, becoming CEO as an entrepreneur. That's just my lane. But this is just becoming a CEO of your life. Establish key players in your life who can play the position, therapist, um, pastor, Financial advisor, spiritual advisor, spouse, friend, siblings, loved ones. Establish your players so you can be able to do this life successfully and not alone. The most successful and happy people are the people who have great relationships. And that's something that um, I've learned recently. 
you know, and sometimes we have to unlearn and undo relationships just so God can reveal the right ones to you. So don't be discouraged. Continue pushing, becoming a CEO of your own life. And let's go out here and be successful. Make it a great 2023. Love y'all. Be blessed. It's your boy, Chef Kev. Um, I'll let you know when I do the next episode. I don't know. Just to let God talk. All right. So we'll roll out with that. And once we uh, once we tap back in, I'll let you guys know. I'll put a post up, but I'll show the links after this is posted. And, you know, you guys can uh, can check it out and we'll just kind of take it from there. But I'm glad y'all listen and uh, y'all have a blessed Saturday.